Well, hello. We back. So, here's what we've missed. Devils resigned mm-hmm. Paula three years. Was it three point one million a year or something? Um, three point four. Three, sure, something like that. That's not podcast worthy. But uh, yesterday, um, Devils traded Sharon Govich and a third, Calgary's eventual own third, came from Columbus. For Tyler Toffoli, and we were, Ricky was like, should we podcast? And I said, no, more shit's going to happen. And you know what happened? It was Timo time. And eight years, $8.8 million a year. And I, had, I was trying to come up with a, you know, a, a comparison of what being a Devils fan feels like right now. And I have to imagine it's... Um, I hope you don't mind, guys, if I get a little colorful with you here. <clears throat> So I have to imagine it feels like uh, an older gentleman whose stick doesn't work. And uh, he, he takes that little blue pill and it works for the first time in like 10 years. It's just like life has meaning again, you know? That's, that's a pretty good description. That's just all I can about, think of. It's about how I feel right about now. Every day there's something else cool happening. I yeah. really um, know... I, I didn't know where it was going at the beginning of that, but about halfway through, I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's that's pretty fucking spot on. <laughs> I've been thinking uh, about that for about an hour. So, um, I mean, you know, the Devils have Timo, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, Nico, all tied up long term, which is crazy. And it's crazy because um, Fitz got this all done when the cap has been static. And not moving because like if any of these guys needed a deal after next off season or at next off season, all these numbers are higher because the cap's supposed to go up like $5 million. So to get our entire core locked in while the cap's not moving and other teams don't have any money to spend, see the Rangers. Um, it's unbelievable what, what Fitz has done. And I just cannot believe, even before all this shit, that he's not being considered for GM of the year. Like It's not. It's it's a travesty. It is. It is. If he doesn't win this award next season, then I, what am I really going to do? But it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. And, you know, it's funny. I'm, look- Good. I'm looking at Cat Friendly just to touch on, you know, the, the core locked up. Yeah. So on. not only do you have Timo, Jack, Jesper, Brad, Nico... You also have Dougie, Marino, Siegenthaler, Luke Hughes, all locked up through 26-27. Yep. I mean, I'm assuming they re-sign Luke Hughes after his entry-level contract, which I'm sure I can't imagine they won't. So you have the real, true core of your team locked up for the next four or five years. I mean, you know, three, four years, but probably longer than that, considering, you know, Siegenthaler and Dougie are 27-28. Timo, Jack, just we're all past there. You know, Nico's up in 26, 27, but you know, you got a significant portion of your team locked up that you don't need to worry about at all. And the best thing um, about it is right now it's 7.03 PM. The draft is going to start in about an hour. And I figure we can record this. The devils don't have a first round pick. It sounded like Fitz is not getting 
back into the first round. And then like the second we get into this Discord chat, Kevin Weeks is on TV saying starting to start a trying to start a fire that the devils could be trading for Hellebuck tonight. So I mean how are the devils not Stanley Cup favorites if if we somehow get Hellebuck? If they get Hellebuck, they're absolutely a hundred percent the favorite. And, already yeah. currently I think they're tied uh only with Boston in the Eastern Conference on uh either DraftKings or FanDuel for highest odds in the East and the only other team uh higher than them is Edmonton. So they're already top three. God damn. Yeah, so and we're talking to Vito by the way. Um Hello. Hi. So yeah, uh this has been unbelievable. The off season just started. You know it was really funny a couple days ago, I think it was Monday. Um, Ricky said to me, he's like, wait, the draft is in two days. And then I was like, oh shit, it is. And I'm like, and free agency is on Saturday. The shit came out of nowhere. It must be nice. Your team makes the playoffs. So like, you don't have to wait a month and a half, uh, you know, of other teams playing hockey before all this stuff happens. Um, yeah. And I, like I said to you earlier too, um, it's crazy to think that the devils made it you know, made the transformation they made last year. They made some addition, key additions in the offseason already and kept some of their own guys. And you look around at the other teams that were in the playoffs, the other teams in the division, they don't have money to do anything to make any significant moves. I mean, Carolina has some, has cap space, um, so they could theoretically make some moves. But, like, looking around at the other teams, like... You know, Penguins don't have a lot of money to spend. I mean, Buffalo is going to be good. They're going to be definitely better. The Rangers don't have a lot of money to spend just based on who they have to re-sign. Boston doesn't have a ton of money. They're not. I mean, I just have this sneaky, sneaky feeling that somehow Boston's going to get Carlson out of San Jose. It's going to be like a three-team trade, and multiple teams are going to retain money, and they're just going to somehow magically make it work. Um. You know, Florida's going to be good. But, I mean, you, know, you look at our direct competition, there's not a lot of moves that they're going to be able to make because they're all kind of cap cap crunching right now, having to re-sign their players. And you look at what Fitz, again, what Fitz did with the Devils, it's pretty unreal. We, in, to add in, obviously, um, first off, I don't think anyone's ever been more wrong about a single human being in history than I was about <laughs> Fitz. Um, from a mere year ago. Um, I would say I was right there with you, bud. <laughs> so we'll just get that out now so we, we don't ever have to talk about it again. Um, we've lost a few guys, too, and we're going to be losing more in the next coming days than we've lost them in the Timo trade and everything. We've lost nothing of value so far, and we've done nothing but add value. It's, and the, it, it's and hold, on, guys... hold on, hold on. We, we cannot slander Igor Sharon Govitz. <laughs> When nice I say, guy. but really think about value, it, the Devils, the Devils got a a seventy three point player for a guy who wasn't even cracking the lineup, and they gave Calgary back their draft pick. Oh, I know. I'm I mean, just, if, if that's not I'm, if that's I'm not mostly, good business, I don't know what is. And I'm mostly Calgary, joking. I, I just I know, I, know. We, know, we, I like Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, I like Sharon Govich so much. It's just crazy feeling that like a player that you really like is traded and I could not care less because the team right. looks so good and they upgraded, you know, but right. I mean, you look, well, who are we losing? Tatar. Okay. I mean, he, he was a good, he played well last year. That might be, you know, a spot that's going to hurt a little bit, 
Miles Wood can fucking eat dicks in hell. I don't really care. Uh, Kevin Ball's gonna gonna take Ryan Gray's spot for sure. Yep. I mean, they're the same, basically the same player, except Ball actually plays the body and plays with an edge, and Graves doesn't, and he's slow. At least Ball can skate. I mean, I, I don't see losing much there. I really don't. I don't see you're losing much there. And you know, if they address the goaltending. You know, going into the offseason, as it started, I, I, I tweeted also, like, I was okay with rolling with Akira Smith and Vanacek. Now that we're looking at the team and, you know, this, you know Soros is out there and Hellebuck's out there, and the cap's going up next year and the cap's going to keep going up, I, you, you push your chips in the middle, man. Now's the time. You got uh, your core locked up. You can afford to, you can afford to get Hellebuck for one year. If it doesn't work out, you don't want to sign him next year. You figure it out. You go. You can keep on keep Schmid. Give him a shot. You, now's the time to figure it out. And you know they're they're not going to have to trade any of their main pieces to get Hellebuck. Everyone overestimates what trade values are for players. I mean, look what you know. People couldn't believe what Toffoli fetched, and you're, it's going to be the same thing for Hellebuck. He's UFA. He doesn't want to be there. He's not going to resign. They got to get what they can get. It's funny, too, because just the day before, I at least feel the Kings severely overpaid for PLD. And that's including his his ridiculous extension, too. Um, So the fact that not even 24 hours later, Fitzgerald goes and trades for Tafoli. And Tafoli's been a career, like, 45, 55-point guy. Um, So last year is a bit of an outlier. Uh, so it's hard just to judge on last year. He's hit 20 goals, I think, seven out of the 11 years he's played, though. So you, you basically know what you're getting in him. Right. It, I, just, I, I'm it, penciling it, him in for 25 goals next year. Yeah, playing with Mo- Jack, that, and that's Wednesday? fine. Monday when that all went down with PLD and everything, or was it yesterday? I don't even remember when it was. You thought I, I at least thought the trade market was going to be a seller's market. Um, I thought Winnipeg did a great job getting – Picks back, I thought they are, or players back, picks back, so on and so forth. Same with Newhook in Colorado. I think Colorado got a really great return, and then they used part of that return to take advantage of Tampa and getting Colton. That Colton's a yeah. guy they could really use that could slot into their top six when needed. He's really middle six guy, but they really didn't trade anything for him. They traded a second round pick for for a, a great player that they need with now Landeskog out. Um, and then, yeah, yeah Fitz goes out and just. It's great value. It, it was great value. That's all there is to it. it. It's great value what he got. And, and it's funny we we we, bo- we broke his balls about asset management for how long? For a long time. And this motherfucker was just put his balls on the table and was like, "You want to see asset management? Suck this!" And he, he went sick. out and just just absolutely shit all over the NHL. He, he really got sick did. of our he, tweets. That's all there is. Yeah. So everyone should be thanking us. He absolutely shit on every GM in the NHL. Um, the way he's so, na- so operating. You, you mentioned Hellebuck, and I'm with you eight days out of the week that now is the time to address goalie. Um, yesterday, not yesterday, Monday, we'll say before this Toffoli trade, I could have Listen to the argument more. Let's roll out and see what we got this year. We still have a lot of cap space. We can make a move, you know, mid-year, whatever the case may be. Um, this team is ready to 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 gun for a Stanley Cup next year. And will they get there? I don't know. I'm really hoping they do. But, it, you know, you never know how it's going to play out. But 
I think the writing's on the wall that we're going to have two rookies uh, subbing it on, uh, filling in on defense next year, Nemich and Hughes. And uh, I think it would help tremendously, especially for those two kids alone, to have a seasoned elite goalie in net. Does that mean uh, I'm saying now go trade for Hellebuck, um, give him a seven-year extension for 7.5 a year Not entirely. There's a lot of other options out there right now that are all probably better than what we currently have um, in Vanacek, at least. I'm, I'm not going to put Schmid on on blast here because he, he played fantastic last year, even though it was a small sample size. And yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Uh, this is this is the time to, to be going and getting a, a goalie. Yeah, well, I'm ready for it. Uh, I wasn't really on Team Hellebuck until I did some math and and realized that it's not really going to blow up our our shit to get him, especially with now not having to sign anyone other than Mercer, you know, to big money after this season when the cap goes up five million. But um, you know, Fitz has done an unbelievable job, and you know, Lou left this team in in just tatters, and and it's what he's doing to the Islanders right now. Shiro came in, tried to rebuild but stay competitive at the same time. And that didn't work out. So Fitz really had to start over. And that's what Chicago is going through. And that's what the Flyers are starting to go through. And and Calgary, I mean, if the Flyers in Calgary, especially with brand new GMs, they're going to get fleeced on all these trades. They just have to do whatever they can to get rid of bad contracts and just start over. Because, you know, Fitz is kind of showing that you can... You can execute a proper rebuild if you have $35 million in cap space. But if you go out and, and overspend on free agents and give bad contracts to players that don't really deserve it uh, just because you're trying to be competitive and you kind of, you know, you're hamstrung. And that's exactly what happened to the Flyers. You know, I'm betting that the Flyers wish they didn't sign Ristolainen and Tony D'Angelo when they couldn't afford to bring Gaudreau in. Um, so... You know, and I kind of heard this on the Jeff Merrick show, um, that Tom Fitzgerald is showing the rest of the NHL how to build a team. And other teams are going to have to start doing it similarly. Because do you even see any other teams taking assets and getting, like, Siegenthaler, Marino-type players like like Fitz is? Like, I don't no, see No, it's any all of draft that. picks. It's yeah. all draft picks, so... Yeah. We did with Tampa a little bit, and not exactly to that extent, but they made those trades like a Jonathan Druin for uh, for Sergachev that really paid off. Yeah, for them, that was you know what I mean? They, amazing they, trade, yeah. And but that's what the goal should have always been, and not saying it wasn't. You know what I mean? But that's what the vision should have always been: be Tampa, offload your assets that you don't aren't completely sold on before the rest of the league finds out. And get that, you know, the value you can for them. Now, going and getting Siegenthaler or Marino for, for what they did, that's just absurdity. You know what I mean? Nobody else in the NHL thought of either of those guys. And look what they've turned out to, to be for us. So it, it's hard to say that while Fitzgerald's making those types of moves. But that's that's what the, the championship caliber teams and not only the championship caliber teams but the dynasty teams the tampas that have been contending for six years now and won two in a row so even the even the Tafoli trade i mean the trade itself was good you know we all understood that sharon govich had to go um because he just didn't have we just didn't have the space for him here we needed a top six forward more than we needed him on the second or third line and 
you know, the trade itself was fine until we find out, I mean, just the trade tree of this whole thing. The fact that the pick we got, or that we used in this trade, we got from trading Severson's rights, who typically that's a guy you lose on July 1st for free. So they get that pick. And then you follow the trade tree all the way back to the fact that that was the Flames pick to begin with. Like, I just... You know, when you go back to the, the Hall trade and you get ball from that, but then you also get the pick for Mercer. Um, and, you know, and we the also... Van- and the Vanacek yeah. trade, we ended up getting uh, Seamus Casey out of that also. Yeah, so just the asset management, like you said, Ricky, we didn't see it at first, but like, holy shit, everything he does, Fitzgerald, is just gold. To the point where the only thing that Devils fans complained about in the last couple of days was trading Riley Walsh, and he was never going to play here. So I guess that they uh, addressed a need. They needed centers in in Utica. But if that's the only thing that our fan base is going to be complaining about, then, you know, this is just the beginning of this window. This is at least 10 years. So. And think about, like, think about the moves he's made also. Like, you bring in Tyler Toffoli. Sure, he had 73 points last year, which is great. But also, he's played 88 career playoff games. He's won a Stanley Cup. You bring that kind of guy in. And he even said and in his interview, he talked about the first thing Fitz brought up to him was that he brought him in for his leadership. And he said, I'm not going to try to step on anybody's toes, but if something needs to be said in the locker room, I'm sure as hell going to say it. Those are the kind of guys you bring in. He's the he's his game is built for the playoffs. He's not a perimeter guy. He's a guy that gets to the middle of the ice. He's a guy that gets to the net. He can shoot the puck, but he's also not afraid to play the body. He's not afraid to get dirty. You can't have enough of those guys in the playoffs. You really can't. I mean, Palat, Palat, for sure. For Palat's season was kind of derailed by the injury, and he struggled. But in the playoffs. He showed up and played the type of game that you expect Andre Pilat to play, and I expect to see that more next year when he's healthy and a little more acclimated to the system. You've added Timo Meyer, who plays that kind of that kind of playoff hockey. Eric Halla. These are all the kind of guys, the type of guys, the type of game that they have built for the playoffs. So Fitz is not just making moves for the sake of making moves for, hey, this guy has a lot of points, let's go get him. This guy fits exactly what we're looking for to take the next step. Well, think about the guys that are already here and what their mental space is going to be like next season. For instance, Halla finally has a place he's going to stay. How many teams has he been on? So he knows where he's going to play. He can settle in with his family. Same thing with Lazar, who I did not realize how much a big of a big deal it was for Curtis Lazar that he just wasn't with his family for such a long time. And like... Yeah seeing him be reunited with with his family and know where they're going to be for a little while like that's got to do freaking wonders to his mindset and, and now you've got and Timo. even to foley and even to foley too not to cut you off but think about how much how much harder it is to get traded at the trade deadline or during the season versus in the off season now he can bring his family to new jersey they can settle in starts training camp with the team it's a you it's it's a big thing. We forget that these guys are humans and have families and have lives. And he even said it like it's so much easier to acclimate yourself and kind of get ready for the season getting a jump start now in June versus, you know, February or March. 
you know, that's that's big. And and Lazar, like you said, you know, I read that story too about you know how hard it was. And like you said, it's going to be great. And and I'll let you finish your Timo point. But I wanted to bring that up about the Foley because I think that's important. And the two bigger guys being Timo having a training camp with this team, not having to worry about his contract. Um, and then you've got Palat, who um, I know Vito likes to to give us a hard time on Palat, and the six million dollars is probably too much, but at least <laughs> we've had cap space to fill out the rest of the team. But hold on, um, he's got you know he's got the chance to start the season healthy. He had a brand new team after being with a dynasty in Tampa, a brand new team, and then missed pretty much half the year with a serious injury. So I'm looking for, you know, Timo to be even better than he was for Palat to be better than he was. It's just, this is the most excited I've been about devil's hockey. And I, in over 10 years, it's insane. And I, I think Palat was probably playing out of, at a position as well, a little bit on that second line. He, I think on a third line with him, Halla and, you know, Mercer, whoever plays on that wing, that's going to be a great line. I think that's more his, his speed at this point in his career. I think that's um, that'll be a great fit. I yep. just hope you just got to hope that Graham Clark or you know if if they keep Holtz. I mean, who better for them to learn from than than Toffoli? They're carbon copies of him. They both play the same kind of game he plays. You know, Holtz maybe a little less. He's a little more perimeter, but he 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 does. I've seen him play a bit, and he does. He's not afraid to take the body. He's not afraid to go to the net, but he does he he does rely on his shot a lot more. But Clark for sure is is the same kind of player as to Foley. So if one of those guys, I don't need both of them, if one of them comes into training camp and proves they should be on the team, I mean that gives you the option now to move move Mercer up and down the lineup, put them on the third line. I mean, that just gives you so much more so many more options. You know, especially Andrew Love's left wing, right wing being left handed, right handed. That gives the, the gives a little more balance to the lineup also. Yeah, we're about to have three menacing lines that teams just aren't going to want to play against. And each line, you know, you don't know what the line combos are going to be, but just because of the personnel mixer at the three, every line is going to be able to do a little bit of everything. Then it's shaping up that we're going to have a pretty fucking good fourth line, too, if, you know, McLeod resigns. And I, I think we're on that route right now, especially where his role on the fourth line would be, what he showed in the playoffs. Um, you have Lazar down there. You have a foot or a bastion if he comes back. This lineup is scary. And uh, just a few mere months ago when we were in the playoffs and everyone was saying, you know, one round is fine. Uh, it's not about this year, so on and so forth. Again, I'll be the first to admit, I was the first one to say, you don't know what this roster is going to look like next year. You don't know if Timo resigns. You don't know if Brat resigns. You don't know where we are. The fucking team's already better than they were <laughs> three months ago, two months ago, whenever we got eliminated a month ago. Yep. Yeah, that, that's unbelievable. And, you know, now let's go back and think about all the people who didn't think that we could get Brat or Meyer signed with cap space or you know that brat was going to ask for nine million dollars or the team was looking for nine and a half ten million dollars and and you know eight eight point eight is higher than we all wanted i think the range everybody was thinking between eight and like eight and a half or something but apparently his his agent called uh, called him as his agent right mm -hmm. um they were asking over nine so i'm sure the devils were at eight and a half so they probably just met in the middle basic basic negotiations 
we want you know 9.2 you want you know 8.5 let's meet in the middle yeah (laughs) 8.8 sounds good he's getting paid like um, he's getting paid like 30 something million dollars of his contracts and bonuses combined Uh, timo and brat probably you know make a a little under a million more than like i would have wanted but they got them both for under what is it 17 our entire top six makes what thirty nine million or something like that. Do you understand how absurd that is? Especially for how good they are on paper. It, uh, it's just... Jack, Nico, Timo, and Brat make thirty one point eight million dollars, thirty two million dollars. So and we're at like thirty six at... because it's fully Mercer. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying those four, and then compare it to you know the the core four on the Leafs, and what number? What's that number? Like fifty. 40. 48 or something like that i think yeah it's fucking unbelievable and you know i don't know it's just a I'm great time so curious who the ducks are about to yeah if they don't if they pass on fantilly they're fucking so stupid watch them pick the russian the Mitch no, they're gonna carlson's the guy that everyone keeps talking about yeah obviously um oh the ducks take carlson what a bunch of fucking idiots you're way yeah. ahead of me. You literally just spoiled the entire draft for me. I don't give a shit. That's so stupid. That's uh, just so I stupid. I just opened Twitter in the first, like, five And I'm so that. sad that Columbus now is going to get him. That sucks. Fantilli, yeah. yeah um, that's, they don't deserve that. The Mitchkoff thing is pretty interesting uh, for so many reasons. But um, the whole Russian thing. And the fact that, like, this kid, that they're just not confident that he's going to come play. And... I don't know. It's a weird thing. Listen, it's scary. If if this was three years ago and that's us in that situation, um, I, I would have a hard time vouching for, for taking someone that you might see play in North America in three years. Um, however, we're not come over now. Like these pe- the teams really don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, speaking of, I mean, it, it also came out in the last week or so how close the Devils were to actually having Arseny Gritsuk in in camp. Um, it, it came out. We forgot that, about him. Trade his ass. We don't need him anymore. We got to. Well, yeah, honestly, <laughs> at this point. But it, it came out that if his team matched the, uh, whatchamacallit, the offer sheet from SKA St. Petersburg, then he was going to decline to play and, and come over here. But. Um, so we weren't close, but he might end up being the kind of guy that just comes over like uh, Kaprizov when he's already a superstar. Um, I mean, he's got a wicked shot. Right when we're getting rid of Pilat, ooh, perfect timing. <laughs> Honestly, uh, yeah, just I mean, for the record, I just did the math. I'm not even going to bother going past the top four for uh, Toronto. Yeah. They're at forty and a half million dollars for four guys. All right, so we're eight million ahead of them. That's an entire. That's an entire Connor Hellebuck, friends. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, that's what we're already through two picks, and Fitz hasn't made another trade. Like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, what a dick. Yeah, I was going to ignore the draft tonight because we don't have uh, a pick, but uh, now Weeksy has me interested. I'm a. I'm gonna die laughing if Columbus passes on Fantilli. Also. They can't be the Russian, can they? Pick the Russian. Yeah, kind of like how Wright fell a bit. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But um, here's a question. What the hell are the Devils going to do now on Saturday um, when free agency opens up? 
I I can't imagine much. I think um, personally, they're going to get a defenseman. Um, that can you know step in. Uh, Brendan Smith. The 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 problem I have is Brendan Smith, right? If they didn't have Brendan Smith, I would want them to go sign a Brendan Smith-like player that can fill in as needed, but is not going to play every day. Do you really need two of those guys? Yeah, do you really need two of those guys? I don't know. We need a better one. Yeah, they can get rid of Brendan Smith if they upgrade. I mean, he's on a one-year deal. I think a a number of teams... I don't think they're going to do it. They love him in the locker room. Yeah, he said some good things in the the pressures in the postseason too. Um, I don't know. And, and I hate to get sentimental with a guy like that. I, I've obviously always been the, the villain when it comes to stuff like that, who gives a shit, you know, talk is talk. But you see, when you got guys saying like, you know, I, I only have so many shots at this left. Uh, I, I love this being here. I love being a part of this team with this role. That kind of makes it hard to move him because he probably is very well liked in the locker room. And like Ruff loves him too. He's, yeah, he's like to fully yeah. said, you know, if something needs to be said, I'll say it. You want as many of those guys in the locker room as possible right now. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think this, uh, I think they need this. to upgrade, if anything, at right hand D. Um, yeah, which. Of course, right. it's going to be slim pickings. Well, they need uh, they need insurance in case Nemeth yes. shows up and they're like, oh, shit, he's not ready. By the way, uh, R.A. seems to think, Rear Admiral seems to think that uh, Columbus is going to take Will Smith. Um, yeah, that's what I saw, too. I hope but, so. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't want anything good to happen to Columbus, especially after this week when we were trying to mend fences with, <laughs> uh, you know, our friend Haley and our friend Meg. We're trying to get them back together. And she shut us down. Terrible. Vito, you couldn't do anything about that? She's like, I, I think I'm muted. Um, she she didn't take any bait at all. So nope. No, there was a glitch on Twitter yesterday. When I woke up, I got a, a notification that I was banned for three days because of uh, I violated the spam policy. And I'm like, oh, no, she reported me, didn't she? But apparently a lot of people got that, and it was a glitch. But uh, these teams should have less than three minutes to make these picks. Yeah, and I just, you know, it's got to be so hard to be a scout, too. Like, you take a guy second overall, and you look at his stats. He played 45 games in the Swedish League last year, and he had 10 goals. Well, it's the Swedish be so League hard. is notoriously... That's yeah, why, I know. That's I why... Know, it's just, it's just got to be hard to be like judge a player's skill. You know what I mean? Like how it's oh, especially translate. in the Swedish league. Yeah, that's yeah. why a guy like uh, Jesper Bratt falls to the sixth round because yeah. you know kids can't go into the Swedish elite league and score like forty goals. It just doesn't happen. So no, yeah. you're right. It's probably really difficult to uh, to scout that league. I mean, it's, you know, I, it's probably Verbeek wants to make a splash. You know what I mean? New GM doesn't make you know doesn't make the sexy pick makes the guy picks the guy that he wants and who am I to judge I'm sure I'm sure Carlson will be fine but I think I th- Fantilli's can't miss I think in this draft you're still getting a good player either way I think it's a lot harder to pick like 10th you know where yep Fantilli fuck I don't want Columbus to yeah fuck god damn it Columbus <laughs> somebody just said goal scored by Adam Fantilli assisted by Johnny Gaudreau and Damon Severson um, yeah, I don't know. Other than finding out who's going to pick 
pick uh, Mitchkov. I know the Flyers apparently want him real bad. Montreal's considering it. I, I don't really. Nashville's care. trying to move up to five to take him. That they're offering like Askarov, their first and a second, I think. And um, Montreal said no so far. Hmm. Yeah, there's always rumors that somebody's going to move a high pick and it never happens. Yeah, um, that's a maybe. bummer. I think the last time it happened is when we got Corey Schneider. Yeah. But, uh, what a kick in the balls that was, huh? Fucking draft at home and didn't even make your own pick. Make a trade. I mean, I and guess there wasn't even about. anything that ever came out of it. It's not like they traded right. him for a good player or pick or something. That was a miss. And that was just classic Lou. Yeah, that, was, that sucked. Like, I, I said, I said it should be a goalie. There you go. I said it to an Islander fan who was trying to chirp us this morning. I'm like, dude, you guys need to get rid of Lou like yesterday. You're going nowhere with him at the helm. You're becoming, he does this oh. to everyone. He's old. Yeah. The, your team's old, no cap space, no system. And then he's just going to leave. Yeah. I, like I said the other day, when you, you said to me that, uh, they were, they were trying to get Krug to go to, uh, the Islanders. I said, it's a perfect fit. He's like 30 something making a sh- way too much money. He'll be playing there until he's like 38. That'll be, it's a typical Lou move. It'd be perfect. Yeah. So who's up next? The Sharks? I believe so. Yeah. Sharks. Yeah, four. So do they take Will Smith or Mitch Koff? I don't know. Very uh, interesting, friends. But yeah, anyway. Looks like, from... Well, Sharon Govich got a contract today, too. That was, that was yep. at least good for him. I mean, I, you know, there's guys that leave and you're like, fucking thank God, like Miles Wood. Um, and there's guys that you, you know, you're happy you upgraded, but you still root for them. You're still happy for them. Igor is definitely one of those guys. He was a good soldier. Um, good for him. Forget it. What did he get? 3.1 a year for three yeah. years. I mean, the only thing I feel bad for him about is that, um, I don't know what the hell's going on in Calgary. You know, everyone wanted to oh leave my God. Chuck yeah. and, and Cattrall, and they had a hard time signing uh, Huberdo, who was depressed as hell that he got traded. Not even that. Uh, Hannafin wants out. Well, uh, no, no, Lindholm no. That's, I'm, get, yeah. I'm getting there. I'm oh, getting sorry. there. Um, everybody wanted out, and then they fire Sutter. And you're like, okay, it's going to be good because that guy's a crotchety old man. I'm sure everybody hated playing for him. And now everyone else wants out, like you're saying. So, um. Yeah, it sucks for Igor that his old team is becoming a contender on a yearly basis, and he's going to a team that's got a lot of question marks around it. Um, but I'm just happy somebody's giving him a shot. And, you know, it'd be funny if the Flames put him on the power play and he starts, you know, lighting the lamp. Um, I, I, think kind of I think he'll do well. I think he'll do well out there. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, but as far as the Devils go... Not too much to talk about other than just yeah. how happy we all are. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to bitch about. It really isn't. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's fans bitching about something because they always are, but I, I got nothing nothing to complain about. And like I said to you earlier, Fitz has earned the benefit of the doubt for the, the foreseeable future for me. We could talk about plot some more. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing. Uh, no. Um yeah, I, I love him. Third line of Palat, Halla, and Clark or Holtz is going to be pretty nice, I think. Fuck it, man. Throw Mercer on the third line. Throw no. Toffoli on the first. Dude, throw so, Ricky Martin. said that to me yesterday. The only reason I don't I don't want to entertain that, and I know we're going to be rolling a top nine, but it's just like Mercer scored 27 goals last year and is still getting better. 
and I just would hate to to give him limited minutes on the third line and like I, I just feel like that's the kind of shit you do to hurt someone's development. Like I just think don't think they're going to get limited minutes though. I, I think they're going to roll three lines for sure. Yeah, I think I'm, he's going to get plenty of minutes. If you think if you think Halla, Palat is not are not getting a ton of ice time, he's going to be playing penalty kill. He'll be on the second power play unit. They're going to be a big shutdown line. Yeah, they, yeah. they're going to be playing yeah, big true. minutes against second lines, and they neither Jack or Nico are going to feast on a team's third line. And I know what you're talking about by spreading it out because, you know, I'm just going to contradict myself. So the same way that I feel like Mercer's development would be hurt by being put on the third line is the same thing that you're going to do to Holtz. Like, you know, a guy's supposed to be a goal-scoring sniper and you're putting him on the uh, third line with older, slower dudes, Palat and... Paula, that's not going to help him score 20 goals, but um, I don't know. Uh, I'd be uh, I'd be stunned if Holtz is on this team opening night at this. Yeah, rate. I think he's I think they're going to trade him. I, really I simply do. don't think there's in a Igor situation, more or less. I just I don't see a fit for him anywhere. Uh, I, I think if they're really going to get Hellebuck, I think Holtz is going in that deal. Any goalie yeah. for that matter. Um, yeah, Holtz, uh, Vatacek and what Whatever. pick do you throw in next no, year's second? For well, it depends for for Hellebuck. I would say next yeah. year I'd throw in like a third. Uh, I'd give if him a an third extension. Comes with it. I'm gonna be honest, man. Hellebuck is saying you know he kind of controls his own destiny right now because Winnipeg is in between a, a rock and a hard place. They need to to start rebuilding ASAP. Um, if he's truly saying he wants to come to New Jersey we kind of hold a little more power than previously. I think Holtz and Vanacek could get it done. Um, I, 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 think I don't know. I don't know. I think I could GM see it. Is. I could see it. Isn't it? Is it still shovel day off or did he get chick hand? Shovel it might Dale. be. And if it's him, I, I have a hard time believing any GM is uh, rapidly picking up a, a New Jersey area code number anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> shovel day, shovel day off the gym. Okay. Um, yeah, I could see something like Holtz, Vanacek, and like a third, and them getting back like Hellebuck and a fourth or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then using that fourth uh, to rob another team. Line right, exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, exactly. I'm just looking at the Devils page. So, yeah, we currently have picks from other teams. We have a Avalanche fifth next year and um, a Shark sixth this year. So, like... Those are the kind of picks you don't really even think about, but with Fitz as your GM, like that's the same shit that he's going to use to just steal a player from somebody. Um, but yeah, Holson and Vanacek for uh, Hellebuck would be nice. Woof, Patrick Marlowe looks like he's half dead. Jesus Christ, man. He looks was... like he's been on Broadway a few too many Holy nights in a row. Shit. It's Will Smith, baby. Yeah, Elliot Friedman with the tweet. Uh, Will Smith. So here I mean, we go. Zinichkoff is going to uh... maybe. I mean, this was the pick. So right before the draft started, um, Hughes, their GM, uh, Habs GM Kent Hughes said there was a fifty percent chance that they were keeping their pick. Um, I would imagine with the Habs not having a better goalie on the horizon than Montembeau, that Askarov might be appealing to them. If you think about it, 
So do you want a Russian player who's a question mark? His upside is insane upside. Um, or do you want top tier goalie prospect? So if anything is going to happen in this draft, that's interesting. It's going to happen right now, I think. Yeah. We shall see. We will see. You know what we're going to do? See. We're going to see. There's only one thing left to do, and that, that's that's see. See. Um, I see, said the blind man. Yes. So what else do we got? I mean, we'll probably, we're going to have to do another podcast after we get Hellbuck. <laughs> You know the Hellebuck pod, and then we'll do. Uh, uh, I, I said it in a group chat earlier. I think the price and the situation itself might, you know, make Fitzgerald a little timid, considering we still have a lot of guys to to sign. Not a lot of guys, but we're running out of money. Um, I don't know. I, I see him calling up Boston and seeing what they want for Swayman. Yeah, I just you know we just talked about this, me and Andrew, and. I just think it's a lateral move. Like you're, you're Vanacek. You kind of know what you're going to get. He struggles in the playoffs. Um, if they're going to make a re- a move to really go for a cup, I would per- personally would prefer having a guy that has a track record of at least a couple years of playing really well. Swayman's fine, but he, he doesn't. You don't know how he's going to be in the playoffs. You don't know. It's a, it's another unknown. And if you're going to do that, I'd rather just let Schmidt play. Yeah, I, I'm with you. You want either Hellebuck or Soros, or that's it. that's it, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, because I, like I've been saying, Vanacek and Schmidt are good enough. And, you know, if you can't get a, a Vezina caliber goalie like Soros or Hellebuck, then I think it's worth seeing if Schmidt's the guy going forward. Um, just giving him the net and knowing that he and Vanacek could lead this team to 50 wins again easily. Um so we'll, we'll guys, see. I, I can see the Devils maybe going after like a Scott Mayfield or something, a right, yeah. a big right-handed defenseman. Yep. He played in Islanders. He's familiar with the area. He makes like nothing as that kind of fill in in case Nemitz isn't what you hope he is. I can see that kind of being a move. Maybe I think I mentioned him on the last podcast I was on. That's that's one of the the free agents I would have been targeting. Um, one or two year deal. He's not going to want a lot of money. He's yeah, Luke Shen's making like nothing. Yeah, Luke Shen's another guy who's making like nothing. We kind of um, just need a stopgap, like a, a backup yeah. plan. That's it. Yeah. And that's a very good position to be in because those guys are all over the place. Oh, Steve Santini's a free agent. Oh, shit. <laughs> I remember yeah, was... one of the NHL games. I get, like, he developed into like an 86. It was just like. Oh boy! Fuck me, these development attributes. <laughs> he was the uh, the other piece that went to um, Nashville for PK, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. So, um, there was I think tenth. there's a few there's a few right handed defensemen out there that could fit that bill that aren't making a lot of money. Michael Stone from Calgary, older, you know, thirty three years old, big guy. You know, I could see one of those guys, like a right-handed shot defenseman. It doesn't okay. really matter. Pads are keeping their pick. It's funny because we're now the team in the situation where a guy like that wants to come play. Right. Versus four years ago, you had to overpay for someone like that. Um, speaking it's of also, Suban. Oh, you can go. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say it also seems like um, now that guys want to be here, 
uh, Fitz is not acquiring anyone without knowing um, that he's going to be able to keep them. Um, yeah, I mean, it just sounds from from Fitz and from Toffoli, he already wants to work on extending him. So Yeah, so I would imagine if there's a trade to bring Hellebuck in, they've already got a range of years and a range of dollars. Um, Where they'll to, be confident they can... Yeah, I mean, this shit with Timo like, didn't take any time at all, especially considering they didn't talk contract until the season was over, and they really didn't have, like serious talks until what two weeks ago mm-hmm. yeah and they put yeah, two, and I, yeah. I, I i figured that they had to have laid out some framework no according to fitz they didn't do shit well they did that, nothing he just kind of took a wing yeah. and a prayer yeah i think that goes back to what he was saying before about betting on new jersey and winning to the whole thing about how new Jersey's going to sell itself and guys have to are going to want to be here and i think he's right and really honestly getting dougie hamilton to sign here was was one of the biggest things that in fucking that. PowerPoint. That PowerPoint presentation started at all. Yeah. Yeah. The PowerPoint presentation He's sending emails and videos to every agent about New Jersey. Um, you know, how the hell is Fitz not GM of the year? Jesus. I, you know, it could be lip service, but you hear everyone you hear talk about when they sign here or, you know, what's the first thing, you know, you talk to guys and even to Foley in his interview, he said the, Everyone I spoke to loves playing in New Jersey. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, Jack texted him. Uh, Dougie texted him right after the trade. Uh, so he doesn't. He said he didn't really know anybody. But yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at I'm just looking at numbers. Hellbuck's making six point one, um, three point four for VTech. You know, they have like ten point. What do they have? Ten point ten point two in space. So. That gives them, yeah. yeah. So that gives them eight million ish to sign the guys they got to sign. They can get that done. Here's the question: Do you give Winnipeg uh, another pick to retain, like fifty percent? You know, because yeah, they're going to be a team. A... Yeah, they're going to be a team that does this. Or they're going to trade Shifley as well. Oh so... shit! They didn't take him. Who'd they take? Reinbacher. Oh yeah, David Reinbacher with the number five pick. Who the fuck has the next pick? What? Arizona. Arizona. Oh, oh, yeah. oh no. Then he's oh, never coming to the NHL. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, they better take him because they better take him because if he goes to Philly, I'm going to be really upset. Oh, man, the rumor is that they want him. Philly wants him real bad. Um, but here's the thing Arizona might know that if they take this kid, he's never coming to the NHL. Oh, so, goes for every every like single every player, other, yeah, yeah, like every other player in the NHL. No, I th- I think if it's an American or a Canadian <laughs> player, then they're obviously going to come come through. But a Russian player, I it's delicate enough. I I think he might not Who, come here. First of all, I haven't really been following the prospects because who cares? Yeah, was was Reinbacher like high on the list of prospects? In an Austrian defenseman, uh, yeah. I did I did hear something about him earlier. I don't I don't think about going top five, but he was definitely uh, very well thought of. I would say. Um. So here's the thing: Arizona's got two picks coming up. They got six and twelve. So I don't know. I wonder if somebody's going to come trade for this pick from them to get, to take this Russian kid. Yeah, you know, I, honestly, I didn't even think about. You're having Winnipeg boy. retain. I didn't think about Winnipeg retaining on um, Hellebuck. That'd be even better. I didn't then think it about be, it until just now. Yeah. Then it would be a ne- be 
nothing. There'd be no added salary. Exactly. And give them a third round pick on top, you know, add oh, an extra so wait, third rounder on it. Yeah. Next year's the conditional pick becomes a first, right? For the so Sharks, we don't right? Have a first next year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at this point, who cares about the picks? What, what oh, do yeah, we think? A, I, I'm good with not using a first round pick for the next seven years. Not, no, no, it's not next year. It's 2025. Oh. Yeah, conditional. Hey, real pick, quick, um, what would Arizona want from us to get this number six overall pick so we can get Mitchkoff? From us, um, I don't know. Holtz we don't, next year. Yeah, we, don't have, we don't have it. I don't <laughs> think we got that in our bag. Yeah, there's nothing that we could <laughs> offer right now over any of these nope. other teams. Nope. Um, no, I'm if wondering. We give up our first next year, we'd have no fucking first or second round picks. That's not good. Give them the third too. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have a shit fourth either. Anymore. There you go. Give fourth the fifth. Let's just let's not show up to the draft. You really want to show us your nuts, Fitzgerald? Don't even show up to the draft. Yeah, the that Rangers 2025 were, pick is. Uh, yeah, the Rangers were in danger of doing that oh, last year and this so year. We got a first round pick to play with. Yeah, we do. So, all right. So Arizona got the number twelve overall pick from the Chickren trade. So I would imagine this number six is in play if somebody really wants this Mitchkov kid. Um, and I'm just—I I mean, it's gonna be the fucking uh, Rangers. They're gonna trade Lafreniere for and Arizona's gonna take it. I mean, that's not crazy to to think that they might be trying to do that. I, Nashville, oh. Nashville wanted to get into Montreal's pick, so I assume they're still still working the phones. Not to change gears, but someone before mentioned Subban. I have a friend. Who shall remain anonymous that has a Subban jersey that wants to inquire about getting it swapped to a Tafoli since they have like half of the numbers already and like none of the letters, but that's not that big of an issue. So just Just, for the seven to stay on the jersey? Half the numbers, yeah. So you'd be taking the three off and the nameplate off. Just buy a new jersey, man. Yeah. What should I tell (laughs) this friend? Uh, Light. No, not light it on fire. Keep the Subban jersey. Just buy a new jersey. Um, Did you see when they announced, I think Harry Price made the pick, he forgot the guy's last name? Yeah, somebody just just... said uh, Harry Price had a TIA on live television. Um, No, I I would say, because what it would cost to remove a number um, and and nameplate and then have it done from scratch, it's going to cost some money, unless you get it done at the Devil's Den, who's going to do a terrible job. Um, yeah, I could do that myself with a fucking iron in my house. Yeah, I mean, Cool Hockey will will customize a blank jersey for one twenty five, I think, with uh, pre stitched nameplates and numbers. So, ask Garrett. Garrett Garrett has apparently a guy that does it really well, and he's getting something else done. He just tweeted about it today. Oh, Sweet, I'll let my friend know. My uh, <laughs> oh, is it your friend named Vito? Oh. <laughs> it's you. Oh my god! <laughs> you, you didn't catch on to that. No, I thought at first I thought it was somebody we know very well uh, that you were trying to hide, but no, it's you. You, it was me. It was the guy that was begging, that was begging the Devil's Den to have fucking super. Oh no, 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 no. So the NHL go, store. Oh, sorry, the NHL store, so he could go get it. To this day, the stupidest oh. fucking Arizona is also making their pick um, ordeal ever. Please. Oh my God! It's Mitchkov going to Arizona. Don't announce, don't announce it. I'm not looking at Twitter. I want to see this live so I can yeah. punch my screen. 
what would you hate more that he goes to Arizona or he's going to Philly? Oh, Philly, yeah. I want I want them to pick him right here. Yeah, but what about the prospect of them taking um the Flyers taking Mitchkov and then Mitchkov never coming over? Like that I, I want. I mean, that happen. would be awesome. Yeah. That would be great. But I just don't want to even entertain that thought. I'll have to watch this after we're done with the podcast. Oh, we forgot to talk about Mackenzie Blackwood got traded to the Sharks. Oh, yeah, for a six-rounder. Anyway, um, so... (laughs) (laughs) So that Albatross is gone. Hey, look, it's just Fitz, baby. Getting weird assets for players they weren't going to re-sign. Imagine imagine looking at Kevin Hayes and Mackenzie Blackwood and thinking they're both worth the same. I mean... The Flyers are still going to pay half of Hayes' contract, so was, he was worth even less because they had to retain. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of surprised that Ryan Graves' rights hasn't been traded yet, and I'm wondering if that's because Graves hasn't wanted to commit to a team before fielding offers, because I thought he was a no-brainer to be traded, his rights. I thought, and when Fitz... It out there today that he's going to head to UF, you know, free agency. I thought that was a potential like move to try to get a team to Jesus Christ. I was damn it. I'm I'm mad that you saw it because when Vito was done, I was going to tell you Arizona took a Russian, uh, and then you were going to think it was Mitchkov, but it wasn't. It's Dmitry Simashev. So the Flyers are going to get Mitchkov. Fuck off. Damn. Unless they, unless they don't want any Russians after getting rid of Provorov. Because they want to have a pride night. I don't know. I don't know. But um, anything else you guys want to talk about to wrap this up? Because we're not just going to live. Watch the draft. Yeah, yeah we're not going to live pod the draft to be released the next day. <laughs> so. yeah, nothing, man. I'm, I'm content. I'm very happy for this upcoming season. Um the guy I used to split tickets with uh, like 10 years ago re-upped this year, and he's splitting with like three other people. So he asked if I wanted to split, and I, I said I couldn't commit fully to splitting, but you know he's going to guarantee me like 8, 10 games. So technically I'm like a, a 25% season <laughs> ticket holder again. Without no benefits. I actually have a Flyers fan friend that lives up in uh, Bergen County who um, is enjoying the Devils enough to where he actually wants to get, like, go as he's on, like, a 12-game plan where he each gets six games um, just because he wants to go watch some hockey uh, close by. So, yeah, let's, cool. talk about the, let's talk about the outdoor game real quick. Do you understand how fucking miserable that's going to be? <sighs> the sun goes down at 4 o'clock in February. Dude, I was at the one at Yankee Stadium, and it was in the afternoon when the sun was out, and Jamie was holding a beer, and the beer was becoming ice while she was while she was holding it. Yeah, and that, that was happened. like that was like twelve degrees or whatever the fuck it was. This is going to be even worse. The last oh, and Sorry. while we're at it, and to all the fucking dumbass Ranger fans, where would the Devils get the primetime game? I don't know. Why don't you ask yourself this question? Which team's more more exciting? The game's in New Jersey, so obviously they're going to get the primetime game. And nobody gives a shit about the Rangers, so shut the fuck up. I'm very surprised that uh, 
that um, Arizona took Simichev because Simichev because he was apparently ranked 24th in the consensus ranking and 19th on Bob McKenzie's list. They couldn't trade down a little bit. I'm surprised uh, too because this is the first time I've ever seen this kid's name. I've I don't heard know. it, but definitely not. Who's in the Patrick? Top 10. Whoever Patrick Bacon is, top down hockey hey, had him ranked Pat 100. And, had him ranked 176. So that's good. This is like Bacon. the Shakir Mukhamadawan pick all over again. I know. It's more like uh, when Aris, or Detroit picked Mo Sider, and everybody's like, "Huh?" And then he ends up being really good. Um, Projected chance of becoming NHL or six percent. That's good. Let's end the podcast on who the Flyers well, take. Yeah, I mean, we out. have to find out who they take. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, don't you dare end it before they take. Yeah, so as we prepare to get out of here, we'll be back. Uh, I would say let's do something surrounding free agency, whether the Devils do anything or not, because I'm sure there's going to be some interesting stuff around the league. We'll, be, we'll be back to celebrate Miles Wood being no longer a Devil. Yeah, we'll just have a whole podcast on where are they now. Uh, yeah. Devils players. I mean... Was, Fucking hilarious earlier today, by the way, Justin Bourne, who covers the Leafs, tweeted that he would be interested in the in the Leafs uh, acquiring Miles Wood. And I talked him out of it by telling him about Woodsy's uh, crypto Twitter spaces. And he responded yeah. <laughs> to me. He's like, he really doesn't do that, did he? And then, does he? And then like all Devils fans came with the receipts. Him, yeah. And he's like, well, that's not great. <laughs> well, mid intermission games, he's very well playing in. Oh my oh, god! My uh, my thought process is he again. The writing was on the wall for him, um, and uh, I I'll still argue. I think he played injured this year and instead of sitting out. He knew it was a contract year, and players like him with so limited skills to begin with only have so many chances at free agency that he played injured and eventually just stopped caring about playing in New Jersey because he wasn't coming back and was already playing like shit. There wasn't really a role for him. Well, I, I was saying, and one of his most glaring issues is that he, and this just sounds mean, but he can't do two things at once. He can't. No. Like, if he's skating, he can't pass. Um, the amount of times that he tried to bring the puck into the offensive zone on his own and was offside somehow, <laughs> like, might be five times, which is a lot considering how hard it is to do something that dumb. Um, and then he like he does he looks up like damn I can't believe I just did that again. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I would always think he was looking up like, come on, that wasn't offsides, huh? <laughs> I you know Fitz was talking about how he was trying to you know move some other guys. He was trying to move Sharon Govich. He was trying to move Graves. And then he comes out and they're basically just like, yeah, we told Miles Wood to figure it out on his own. If he could find somebody that wants him, we'll make the trade. <laughs> That's how that's how little he gives a shit, and yeah. he still couldn't find anybody. People are saying Arizona hasn't posted about the pick yet because they don't have a picture of the kid. <laughs> I wonder if uh, oh, Arizona's God, not allowed to select a player that that's going to be good. Here come the Flyers! No, um, apparently there's some it. activity at the Blues table. They have three first round picks. Wouldn't be surprised if they uh... they're gonna they gotta take him right. They gotta take Mitchko. I don't know, dude. If if he falls to the Capitals, then that is a fucking conspiracy. Yeah, I'm gonna cry. Well, it would be a conspiracy considering there was a rumor like last week that he would only come over to go to the Caps, the the Capitals. Um, but I still got nothing yet on Twitter. Keith Uh, Jones and his fucking Pete Rose haircut. Hate this fuck. Are they walking up to the table yet? He's already talking. Keith Jones is already talking. 
Well. I won't say anything. I, I already know. For you. I, I already know. know. Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no way it's not. It is. It's Mitchkov. Um, okay. All right. Now we just got to hope that he decides to stay in Russia. Or he gets conscripted into the military or some shit. <laughs> um, so let's end on that. Uh, God damn it. Cool. But, so we got Mitchkov and Fantilli in the in the fucking division now. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know what? Think about all the guys that don't pan out. You never know. I mean, you know, going into the to the draft with Jack Hughes and Kako, everyone thought Kako was going to be can't miss. I mean, the way he played in you know the Olympics, he looked great. And look at him; he sucks. So you never know. Well, I'll also put this in perspective to say I don't really care about Mitchkov going to the Flyers because who else do they have? I'm looking at their cap friendly. They're trying to get rid of Konechny. He's their top forward in every way. Uh, They're trying to get rid of Sanheim, Ristolainen, not Ristolainen, Sanheim and D'Angelo, and I'm sure they would get rid of Ristolainen if someone (laughs) offered them any kind of money. Um, So, like, who else do they have? He's the one... Uh, good prospect they have now. Fucking Ryan, Ryan Novozinski. The Metropolitan Division now has Mitchkov, Fantilli, and Nathan Bastian. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. Uh, oh, boy. I was going to make the joke about Palat, but we have Palat. We do. Wait for that now. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't have Bastian. I, I, I don't want to go down that road because we. Oh wait, there. that's a good thing. The... Uh. Are you breaking some news here, Ryan? Because <laughs> uh, they still got to re-sign Bastion. But anyway, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. We'll be back with uh, free agent stuff. Tell us your thoughts about how, I mean, it's tough to have opinions that we all don't have right now because everybody's very happy. But uh, Yeah, I not. mean, there's nothing to complain about, so. Let's just, yeah, send me pork chop recipes or, or <laughs> favorite pork chop <laughs> restaurants that I should try. Um, and that's it. It's so a pork chop summer. It, it is a pork chop summer. Last week I had pork chops four out of six nights for dinner. So, anyway, all right. Thanks, everybody. Have a lovely week. We'll talk to you later. Bye.